Good morning, everyone. Jim Her Laird here from Largo, Florida, and we uh, still have power. We still have internet, which is great. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen with that. We The hurricane is pretty much past us. It's hitting the, the, the coast around the Tallahassee area uh, right now, and we're getting a little bit of the tail end of it, but it pretty much just went right by us. We had some, you know, probably 40... 40, 50 mile an hour wind gust, but nothing, nothing insane. So luckily for that, it was um, interesting to watch uh, the town turn into a ghost town. Um, you know, people run, you know, gasoline stations were running out of gasoline and stuff. And, and like we talked about yesterday, that's why it's important to have uh, be prepared for different situations. Cause it, it, you know, in a split second, you could literally go from like no food on the shelves to, uh, no gas at the gas stations. Good morning, Doctor Stillman. I was Good just morning, everyone. I've gotten through the uh, the hurricane. It's it's interesting to see the headlines this morning. And it, of course, you know Florida braces for devastation, and and you know the fear uh, fear is always such a huge component of modern media complex. Got to get that emotional response to get those clicks right. Did and I tell you though that yeah. I just saw that like Chris Wallace's CNN show is getting less viewers than some amateur youtubers oh i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't doubt it so fortunately all. people are buying into this nonsense less and less it's correct well and even with titles like when we do our titles for uh you know our, we do youtube shorts and stuff like yeah. you know i'm always careful like you you want to do stuff that gets people's attention but you don't want it to be like stupidly outrageous where anyone with a rational brain looks at it and goes oh this is a really dumb title yeah, I know. It's it's kind of a weird. It's kind of a <laughs> weird. Responsible. Correct. We try. We try our best to be uh, responsible. Um, we're talking about. Well, first of all, let's talk about. Uh, we did a Q and A last night. We answered questions about our thyroid right, course. Our thyroid yeah, you can find that. We still have the the, the program is still open. Uh, you can find a link to that in the description. And if the, if you know if you want to work with us and the thyroid uh, course is a little out of your budget. Of course, there's always the fundamentals of wellness with coaching that that's our, you know, we have Dr. Silman's sub, sub stack, which is where you can enter in for $20 a month. And then we have our fundamentals of wellness course with coaching. And then we have our courses up from there because we want to have different price points for people, right? Huh. So nutrition myths debunked. I think the number one is most people just don't realize how much light affects their biology and and their blood sugar like that i i can count on one hand the number of meals i've had in the last year under artificial light you know because i've tested myself i can tell that story if you want me to but i've noticed the difference it makes in blood sugar and just how the body processes things on the extreme side of that i think out of that space came the statement um i won't exactly quote it but because there's profanity. Um, uh, and I know you want me to keep the profanity down. I understand. It's a family show. Profanity to zero. But if basically, if you get sun, you can eat whatever the hell you want, which I think is a statement that was made. I, you know, I'd love to talk to this gentleman about that. To be provocative. To be provocative, to basically to compensate for the fact that the modern human just doesn't even think about how light affects their biology right right so i can see why that statement was made but there are people that literally believe that like if i get enough sun i can eat whatever the hell i want and and that we just don't we don't see that 
you know even with me like i can optimize my performance and how i feel based on my diet i get probably more sun than i'd say the majority of people in the western world um let me look at my skin um so you know that that's something i think that uh that that's probably the biggest thing that most people don't even it's not even on their radar no i absolutely agree and this is the big thing about you know nutrition right now particularly is that certainly over the last i would say a couple of decades there's been a growing awareness that our modern indoor lifestyles with circadian disruptions are having a significant impact on our metabolism. What's really sad about this is that this is not new information. It is very old information. It was put out by guys like Fritz Hallwich and his collaborators in the German literature in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. But you know, everything, there's nothing, nothing new under the sun. Everything old is new again. The world went crazy for biochemistry because you can patent molecules. You can patent molecules. And that means you can make a fortune making those molecules and selling them to the public. And so, you know, I just, it's it's tough. Sometimes watching modern society, it's like watching a long, slow train wreck. The people on the train are saying, we all want to get off. We're all scared and this is scary. We don't want to do this anymore. And we're out here like, hey, you need to go outside. They're like, but it's hot. Well, well, the thing is, is 90% of the people on the train aren't even aware. Like they're just, oh, do, 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 do. you know, okay, <laughs> I'll do whatever, fair. I'll do whatever you say. Okay. <laughs> that makes total sense to me. Uh, I'll wear a diaper on my face. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll eat. I'm a diabetic. People, Jim, it's rude. The Bible tells us not to. I, I, I you know, I, I go to the, I, you go to the American diet, dietetic association or the canadian one anyways because i know my dad was or is a diabetic i was trying yeah. to give him advice and they were telling him to eat four to six servings of, of bread and and oh, brains so a day bad. as a I mean, type that's the 2 part diabetic that makes it hard not to mock <laughs> is that it's so dumb you know and so let's talk about what nutrition myths are we going to debunk today jim i think we should start with the one that unfortunately well, I, I i think this thing that there's only one way to eat Right. Oh, yeah. and, and and I used to be like, I used to kind of fall into that. Right. And I then I started to, at some point. Yeah. And, and then I started to look at different cultures around the world and seasonally. Like, if you look at like the United States is one of the few, if you go to Italy, like tomatoes have a season. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, they don't fly tomatoes in from all over the world. Like, we're, you know, this, our modern world has created this environment where we've got pineapples available in, you know, Edmonton, Alberta in January, right? Right. So nature kind of has this way of moving things in and out of the diet. And Paul Check was really the first one that really kind of really got me thinking about this about probably, I don't know, maybe it's the mid the mid to late 2000s. He was like, your body needs like, you know, he, he's big into like the Eastern type thing. And he's like, yeah. your body needs different things at different times. And he's like, if I'm lifting a lot of weights, I eat more protein. If I'm not lifting uh as much weights you know i eat less protein and i i change my diet and then my my former roommate alan cress i remember a couple years ago it was a while ago he's like you know i take these guys that have been bodybuilders who've been cramming all these calories down their their gullet for so long 
and I change their diet, I simplify it, you know, we maybe go to more of a plant-based diet for a little while and we, we introduce some fasting to give their digestive system a break, right? Because they've been basically just, you know, so there's a place, you know, but everybody's got their camps, right? Like only vegetables, only meat. You know, and and I think the big game changer for me in my thought process was Dr. Terry Walls talking about, you know, because everybody's always like there's toxins in the plants and all that. But, you know, looking at it as a hermetic stressor to me made a lot more sense to me. Right. And and even the Inuit, who 90 percent of their diet is, is is animal product, they even have, you know, mosses and they have berries and things like that in their diet. So there really isn't true. And even the what if you look at the vegetarian slash vegan people most of those cultures have some sort of animal product in there they've got dairy or they've got you know fermented this or that there's there's something in there that's that's a little bit animal based you know a little bit of seafood so you don't see these extremes quite as much you know obviously unless the environment dictates that right but they're, they're just uh, people get fixed on like there's only one you know like just like lifting like you can only train west side west side barbell or you need to do you know you need to do uh one set to failure on everything mike menser that's the only way to train well there, there's elements of this we can incorporate into different protocols and different uh you know where people are and their lifestyle and all these things but you know people just love that like this is the only way you know sure yeah it's convenient and easy but it's so fun to tailor diets to people based on their context. Yeah. I mean, there's principles. Because that's right? what we see in getting people the best results, right? Sure. And so well, we, we I love give, doing that with, with labs, with labs. We want, well, yeah. With we we want to. HRV data with all that stuff. Yeah. And we want to give people something they're actually going to do, right? Right. It's got to be a sustainable diet that they can actually eat for a long period of time. Well, in like training, most people don't understand that your body is going to adapt and it's going to do certain things and adjust and and what you're doing right now might not work forever. The principles of it probably will, but the actual application of it might not. It might have to be tweaked slightly. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. Um Yeah. What do you what what's your biggest pet peeve when it comes to I know I know uh demonizing foods is one of your biggies. Uh, yes, but 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 I mean, you know, to be fair, there are foods that are harder on digestive. Like we'll tell people to like simplify for a while, but it just all depends on who and what and how much. You know, the funny story, right. funny conversation we had the other day is I walk into the, I walk into the kitchen and Jim is like, "Did you know that people can eat so much broccoli that it screws up their thyroid?" And I say, "That's not true. That's not possible." And he says, "Look, go argue with Stan Efforting over it. He's taking care of." Uh, or worked with what was it figure girl figure girls oh figure yeah bodybuilders yeah. The, the, the people to look at for this kind of information are the people that are pushing the edges of extreme performance that's where you learn a lot you learn a lot from people at the extremes mm -hmm. and so you know then i thought about it i thought you know that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. they eat so much of it that it can create a problem and, and there's a lot mm -hmm. of different mechanisms behind that like why foods create problems for people i think that's one of the reasons why people get so confused right about what they should eat and why, because they hear, well, you know, Aunt Betty, you know, she got terribly sick from eating spinach. So now none of us should eat spinach. Well, right. you know, what's different about Aunt Betty, right? But people's thinking tends to stop there. So anyway, yeah, I mean, that that unique example, I've never seen anyone in my practice 
uh, wind up with problems with their thyroid from eating broccoli. I doubt I ever will because none of my patients are eating too much broccoli because they're not figure competitors. So James asks, do eggs cause heart disease or no? Uh, and the answer is not really, no. But I will tell you that I think that uh, eggs can be a big part of the problem in our modern, with, with people's, or can contribute to people's health problems is what I would say, depending upon the source and depending upon how much you're eating or not. Because a lot of people will people develop an allergy sensitive to egg protein and they have to stop eating it because it's ruining their digestion. It's contributing to things like IBS. And, you know, if that's causing then inflammatory processes to build up in the body or, or occur in the body, it can create an oxidative stress that could then fuel heart disease. So you have to stop thinking about things in terms of this causes that and you know, this makes this happen. You know, it's a little bit like saying, you know, um, uh, uh, guns kill people, right? Like people you know, who die from gun violence, there's a lot more factors there. Um, well, a gun just are, doesn't jump up off the table and shoot you either. But, and you got to understand a lot of these foods, you get into this with like meat too, you know, with uric acid and gout mm -hmm. and things like that. What people don't understand is somebody's, having and but i will tell you this eggs are not the demonized food like fat is not going to kill you like they say it's going to right right exactly um the the overall issue with something like that is the whole system is broken and most of the time yes. it's because it's not enough sleep too much refined oh. food too much alcohol and then you know <clears throat> the the eggs just kind of end up you have a reaction to the eggs because the whole system is busted right um and generally speaking, when you develop these like food allergies, generally it's because the whole system is busted. The gut is absolutely messed up. Yeah. And that's what's actually causing the issue. So if you simplify things, you get people healthier, all of a sudden all these issues go away. And Paul Check was really the first one that talked about this is like rotating your proteins, you know, rotating your protein powders, rotating the kind of meats you eat, you know, you know, eat elk, eat, you know, bison, eat, you know, different turkey. When did you like, start talking about that? Oh, years ago. Paul's been talking about this for, you know, he has his, uh, he's got his little, his school, like the doctor diet and the doctor, uh, you know, doctor quiet and all these mm -hmm. different, he, he's been talking about this for ages. And, uh, you know, he talks about the importance of like rotating your diet according to your activities, you know, like with me, like on the days I don't eat as much food, I don't train as hard, you know? So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's common sense, but we, we've seemed to lost that in our, in our modern world, but, but a lot of people get fixated on a food. Well, this food is causing this. Well, it might be contributing to that, but the overall health of the organism, you know, are you getting enough sun? Is your body healthy? When your body's in a good place, it's going to be able to handle a lot of these, like I talk about all the time, metabolic flexibility. I should be able to go for a day without eating and not go insane. And mm -hmm. I should be able to sit down and eat a chocolate cake mm -hmm. without going into like a hypoglycemic shock right mm -hmm. or a you know dietetic coma my body should be able to handle both dietetic, of those diabetic um, thank you thank you sorry right. but i mean i should be able to handle both of those extremes just like yeah. i should be able to do a very intense four minute hit workout and it not kill me and i should be able to go for an hour two hour walk without all without cramping and my low back hurting and all that stuff you should be able yeah. to do both ends of the spectrum Right. I think, you know, for me, most of the myths that I see out there, uh, they come down to pretty much one simple fallacy, uh, which is that, you know, 
there are foods that have been eaten for time immemorial that are just bad and shouldn't be eaten. But the other side of that is that any food can be made unhealthy when you process it, prepare it, or consume it in a certain way or in excess, right? And that's where people would just get confused, like with this question about eggs, right? Are they good or are they bad? Do they cause heart disease or not? You know, well, if you're eating eggs in, I don't know, gelato every night and you're crushing three or four, you know, pounds of gelato, that's not good for you. Uh, but you're wrong to blame the eggs, right? And so it's it just you have to focus on eating real whole foods, focusing on single ingredient meals often to exclusively when you're really sick, trying to get well, and always trying to figure out, you know, what am I eating that could still be making me sick through some kind of process, whether I can't digest it or I'm just eat, eating too much of it or I'm having an immunological reaction to it. That's one reason why we see so many people improving their health when they add what Jim likes to call digestive support, which I think I've never heard it called that other than by you. And I just think of it as enzymes and betaine HCL and bile acids and uh, bitters and herbs, like things like that, because they help stimulate digestion. And yeah. Well, and chewing your food. I think a lot of people miss that. Oh, man. People we're so we're, through their day and they just bolt their it, food down as fast and, as they can. And I fall into that category, too, that, you know, from bodybuilding or powerlifting, whatever I did. Yeah. You know, you're trying to get down as much food as you possibly can. Right. You just, mm -hmm. you know, and back to Paul check. You want to, you know, you want to drink your food, eat your water, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, our modern world, we're such in a rush. We don't sit down and relax and actually sit. And I think that's one of the things that's the, the big problem is, you know, people used to sit down and actually take their time and eat. Now it's they, you know, they order it on the go or, you know, food on the fly and they're, and they're hammering it down and then they're just going right back to work, you know? Right. And that's that's where that 10 minute walk after the meal really helps, too, because it helps you relax, helps improve your digestion, controls blood sugar, you know, yep. so just taking these small little things and 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 doing them consistently. So you have an overall healthy organism that can handle all these different stressors. Yeah. Um, and, and you look at traditional cultures, they take these foods that might not be. The top of the choice. But that's what's been in their that's what's in their environment. That's what, you know, like Latinos with beans and, you know, even Native Americans eat beans and corn, but they prepared it in a certain way where they handled it. They figured out over time, like this is the way we have to, you know, prepare this right. in order for our digestion to handle it. Right. Right. And we've gotten away from a lot of that in our modern world and a lot of the ways we prepare foods or refine foods actually end up being detrimental. Not to mention all the stuff that gets added during that process that's really toxic. Yeah, if it comes in a box or a wrapper, just don't even look at it. You know, I mean, we eat things out of boxes and wrappers. We do, but it's we I'd say it's what what is about seven percent of the diet, maybe. Right, you but know? the other piece of that is your, you know, like the meal prep service you use has got very clean ingredients. Right, right. Well, that's the, we're talking at the store, like the things that are know, in the but inside you know, of you the said wrapper, store. and there's a wrapper on the meal yeah, prep service. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Good. Thank so. you for putting context in there, doctor. Appreciate well, I that. want people to know, you know, it's like, yeah, so it's they're out, they're out in the yard eating the grass because it's not in a wrapper. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta give the, we gotta be careful what we say. I, you know, I, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. On that note, I think that's enough for today, Jim. Yeah, that was a good one. It was good. So take care, everyone. Sign up for our thyroid course. Have a great day. Don't forget to get outside.
unless you're in the path of the hurricane. And yeah, unless the winds are like inside. 80 miles an hour plus, don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs>